0: Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is Higher Power with Rick Gerard.
1: How do you attract talent to a company that has a crappy reputation? <laughs> well, we'll be uh, uncovering some creative ways to overcome this challenge on today's show. My name is Rick Gerard, and I thank you for tuning in to Higher Power Radio Show. The mission of our show is to give entrepreneurs solutions to their most difficult hiring problems. Uh, We are going to discuss proven techniques in effectively landing the most talented people to help your company grow successfully. Uh, Sitting with me today is our guest, Tom Chaparro. Tom is the Executive Vice President for the Newport Group. and uh, They are a multi-industry executive search group focused on mid- to senior-level positions. Uh, Tom's also an expert on helping companies with this exact challenge and is here to share some of his wisdom with us today. Tom, I'm so glad to have you on the show today, particularly for this topic. Well, well, thank you, Rick. And I'm honored to be your first talk show guest. And I will
2: try to provide the audience with some uh, credible information. And uh, some uh, takeaways that they can uh, implement in their hiring
1: strategies, so excellent excellent. And then you know, Tom, yes, you are our first guest, and we 're really excited to have you so let 's just jump right into it so you 're hired at a new company, and as you dive head first in your recruiting efforts, you discover that no one's interested in your opportunity because of the company's reputation, whether you like it or not it 's your responsibility to as a recruiting professional, fix this issue before you take someone through the interview process. How do you go about discovering the um, that the company has a bad reputation before you kind of engage with them?
2: Okay, that's a great question. And uh, you know, um, in our company, we tend to be very well connected in our respective search spaces. We are a we're not a generalist firm. We are a a industry-specific or functional-specific company, and we group our recruiters in specific teams so that they can really get to know their, their market and what challenges already exist. And if we don't have firsthand knowledge, we know who to call
1: to get real-time in, intel. Like I said, we're not generalists. So because you are specialized, you pretty much know when you go into it what the reputation of the company is we typically have a pretty good idea of what we're getting into at the beginning got it okay got it is there any other resources that you might use that that might help you find some knowledge of maybe someone who's unknown um well we we like to first get real-time information from past
2: employees that's one of our best sources. And, you know, our business is the knowledge business. We're in the, in the business of knowing who's who, who's where, and who's why. So we're really – a lot of it comes from, from interviewing people. Personally, and uh, and we also use social media and other sources. You know, Glass Ceiling, Facebook, other social media platforms as places to gather credible intel on an organization or an individual in an organization. Mm -hmm. Because let's remember, organizations are people; they're individuals. Sure. And and reputation of organizations a lot of time is very specific to a specific individual. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I'm glad you brought up Glassdoor because in a lot of industries, Glassdoor – well, in tech, which is where I work, um, Glassdoor is is pretty much – it's used by a lot of companies. Do you find it within some of the other industries that 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 is a, a good place to find this intel? Well, it's it's. I think it's used by
2: individuals yeah. who are looking at companies. Let's let's think about this for a minute. If you're a, a company looking to hire, you have tremendous resources of which to vet out individuals. You do formal reference checks, background checks, criminal checks, credit checks, all of these things. But if you're an individual pursuing a new position, where do you get credible intel? And the reality is, the decision to work for an organization. In, in my opinion, has just as much effect or more effect on the individual that's taking the job as it does on the on the
1: company that's hiring the individual.
2: Oh, absolutely. So, you know, that, that's something that uh,
1: okay we see. Now, what are the most common types of reputation issues that, that you've had to deal with? Well, over the last 29 years in this industry,
2: I've seen pretty much all of it. it you know, a lot of it is specific to the level of the position that we are placing. If we are placing a senior-level executive into a an organization, um, it's either personalities of other senior executives, the financial performance of the company, business-related situations are the most critical things. Sure. When we're talking about individual contributor, you know, managerial director, even VP level searches. We tend to see those those reputation issues are workload issues, balance you know work life balance issues. Um, turnover is always a significant issue for anybody that's looking to join a company.
1: So it kind of falls into two classes. Sure. W- depending on the level of the of the placement is is now is work life balance something that that. Do you find is being very important for a lot of people? We're, particularly with the newer
2: generation in the workforce, we're seeing it as a as a significant factor. Okay, I'll get, Let me tell you a little story. Years ago, in the last... Uh, I focus, a lot of my, my time is spent in the production home building sector. Big, publicly traded and privately uh, owned production home building companies. Sure. Back in the mid-2000s, during the real run-up in the production home building business, I was working for one of the largest, if not the largest, publicly traded home builder in the country. And I was engaged to do division president, division vice president, and other key contributor roles for a number of divisions of theirs in the Western United States. Well, I was in the middle of several projects for them. And uh, people were entertaining offers to come to work for them. And one of the senior executives made an appearance, of, uh, one of the senior executives of my client made an appearance at a roundtable working lunch of peers. In this luncheon, he made it clear to peers of his, and these are individual individuals whose, the, the people that we're talking to are working for these various people at this luncheon we're targeting certain companies and moving them over to our client um he mentioned in the luncheon that if you ever wanted to see your kids play soccer uh, you probably should not come to work for this company (laughs) wow yeah needless to say i had three or four major projects fall out at that point because of of how this telegraphed back into the industry and um it you know we were able to get uh Others in the organization to um, get into damage control mode and really uh, change the dialogue uh, of this individual and and they needed to the other hiring managers needed to go out and actually address this head on in interviews with people
1: so you know what do you do when the person responsible for for this is is like in a leadership role i mean how do you how do you help to mitigate this? Well, get a new client now. <laughs> <laughs> Jay. You know, it, it's a, a lot of times
2: what we've found is first of all, we try to break it down and understand what issues are coming up, and they're all unique. And then it's our job as a company's consultant to come up with a narrative, a reasonable narrative to explain or counter. The issues or the perceptions that we're dealing with.
1: Sure, sure. So, you, so you've gathered all this intel, and, and you you have an idea of, of who's responsible. How do you then approach the company? How, how who do you approach within the well,
2: company? It, it, that's going to depend. Um, we tend to be very transparent and candid from the start. And we let companies know that we're going to be candid if they're engaging us to do search work for them they're uh, they're expecting our candor okay sure so um, and you know companies are rarely surprised that of what we're telling them they they typically already know sure. they've already heard, and they appreciate the fact that we're going to be upfront and honest with them about it and work with them in creating a narrative. It's a partnership, sure. Sure, I like companies that have challenges
1: personally sure all right and and you know and that's 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 so important would they be coming to you if they didn't have those challenges
2: exactly if you know if if a company if everybody wants to work for a certain company, they don't need me, my job is to and the job of a good search consultant is to level the playing field sure. for their client, yep. and attract people that perhaps, or help create a positive perception and open the discussion with individuals that might not be receptive if they just had a saw an ad, a, a posting on uh, the internet, or a casual conversation with somebody.
1: Got it. Got it. Now, do you typically? Just looping back to this, do you typically go to the CEO of the company or the executive leadership and, and get their buy-in before you kind of start to work toward fixing the issue?
2: Absolutely. It, it depends. I mean, sometimes the issue is with the CEO or executive leadership. At that point, we will usually have a candid discussion, and and they typically know what, what the deal what the issue is what their perception is and like i mentioned we work on creating a reasonable
1: narrative to deal with it okay got it you know that opens up a whole whole big uh discussion as far as is what do you do when the person responsible is the ceo and and when you do approach them how do you how do you get them to buy in especially if maybe they're they're a particular type of you know CEO who who who's got a bit of an ego.
2: Well, there's a way to handle an individual like that, and I'm not going to give away all of my trade secrets on this radio show. <laughs> okay. Okay. But there 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 is a way to handle it. And uh, you know, one of the things that, that I've found to be very effective is being upfront and candid and yeah. brutally honest. You know, if if we can't work past this issue with the individual it's probably not a problem that is solvable so we taking that approach and i've yet to have a client fire me for telling them what's going on and and you know rick the thing that that i want to stress is it's not my opinion sure i never make it a personal attack or my opinion it's i'm using information that i've gathered and I'm citing that information as the basis for having the discussion. Sure. So that tends to lessen the lessen the blow, and make the information uh, more palatable for the individual that
1: we are uh, talking about or or speaking to. We're talking with uh, Tom Chaparro of the Newport Group, who's um, sharing some great insight with us. Tom, um, we're we're talking about how to recruit for a company with bad reputation. And we just discussed uncovering the bad reputation of how to break it to the company. Um, we need to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll be fixing the problem within the company and then, more importantly, convincing potential employees that the problem is fixed.
0: You're listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard, giving you access to recruiting techniques that will help you hire key talent to build your company towards real success. Rick is a recruiting executive and entrepreneur who's been successfully recruiting in the aggressive Silicon Valley technology landscape for the past two decades. After a very successful stint at Apogee, he founded Stride Search in 2012. Based on a lean efficiency model, Stride has uniquely positioned itself as a leader in retained search for the most critical talent hires within a small organization. Whether you're a startup executive or recruiting professional, by listening to Hire Power with Rick Gerard, you will walk away with skills to help you attract and hire great talent. Now back to Higher Power with Rick Gerard. Welcome back, everyone. This is Higher Power
1: Radio Show, and I'm your host, Rick Girard. Um, our guest today is the illustrious Tom Chaparro from the Newport Group. Now, before the break, we were discussing how to figure out what kind of crappy reputation a company might have and how to break it to the company. Um, now we're going to discuss kind of some ideas on how we go about fixing the company's reputation and create a plan to, to, to alleviate the pain point for potential hires. Now, before the break, Tom, you were mentioning something and actually you said something kind of key that, you know, you, you like companies that have bad reputations. Why? Well, I don't know if I like them per se, but uh,
2: actually I do like them. And the, the, the reason is, is self-serving. They need me. Okay. And they need people like me. Executive search consultants and people that can help create a, a a good story as a result of it, and a lot of times companies that have suffered uh, reputation uh, damage, it's a lot of times it's it's very repairable, and but it requires somebody that has the the skill and and has the reputation in their particular industry, their field to counter it. Um, somebody with credibility. And uh, that's why, particularly, I like companies that are more challenging, okay? It also gives individuals that are going to work with, for them and with them the opportunity to really create, make a difference at that organization. So, you know, there's – with with problems
1: – Come opportunities. Sure, sure. So now, that's why. Are you bringing in other pieces of the company to help you out with this reputation at all, or are you just centralizing it just toward the key individuals that are making the decisions?
2: That depends. Yeah. If 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 we're talking about operational or financial issues within an organization, and those are the reputation pain points that we are dealing with, then we're looking. Uh, we will work with their marketing. And their internal, what's the term, their their internal um, financial group to, I mean, I've had several clients put together PowerPoint presentations for me to use with potential candidates describing uh, what has happened in the past, why they're in the position they're in and what the corrective action that's been taken and what, what uh, positive uh, effect it's having on the company. So absolutely, we use uh, the the company's resources. You know, the the company's resources are much more powerful than mine. Sure. You know, if, if I'm saying it, it's one thing. But if the organization is saying it or others, you know, analysts, other industry experts, things of that nature, if we can get their support. And their uh, contribution to our cause, then uh, we're in very, very good shape. Okay. And those are resources that we actively solicit for projects like this.
1: Sure. Sure. Okay. Now, do, do you? What steps do you take in this process? To from discovery to actually after discovery to presenting the company. What steps do you take in mitigating in in, in mitigating a lot of the. Um, the issues that that may be out there already well you know rick the, the the what needs
2: to happen from and this is for our process for you know because we're looking to be a, effective communicators of our clients mission story you know company what however you want to frame it so a lot of it is addressed when we are signed on and we take on the case or the project. Sure. Okay. So we, when we are asked to, or we're we're engaged on a particular search project, we will put together a a roadmap of how we're going to go about executing this process, this project with the client, and we will sit down with the client and go over all of these things and one of the things that we're going to address at that that point is the narrative of the company, the issues that we've heard about, the problems that we know exist and we partner with them to address those issues and come up with a, like I said a reasonable, believable authentic narrative so that when we're out communicating with individuals we can address it and, and address it uh, beforehand versus having it come up at the very end of, of the deal cycle.
1: Makes sense. Okay. Absolutely. So once once the problem is resolved and you've got a handle on it, okay. Um, how then do you approach and engage potential hires? Well, we when we're talking to potential hires, we're
2: letting them know that th- they may have heard some derogatory statements or they may have they may have concerns about the company's reputation, and we address them head on uh, at the beginning of the process versus at the end of the process sure so we try to get everything tabled we try to be as transparent as we possibly can we try to be as candid as we possibly can, and once again we try not to state personal opinions but we rather uh, present Real-time information that we've gathered, it's not a personal attack on anyone. Sure. It's not an attack on the organization. It's uh, it's This is what we've heard. This is how the company has responded. And this is what we believe to be true. Go in with your eyes wide open. Dot your eyes, Cross your T's. Get your questions answered. And if it makes sense, let's move forward with the process. Absolutely, people appreciate that. I think one of the things that is is key in the pro in the process is being not trying to be cagey and slick, but being authentic. And if we don't know the answer to something, uh, if a company doesn't know, if we don't know, we're going to do our best to to gather the information
1: in a timely fashion and provide what we know. Okay, sure, absolutely. Now. Do you work this in conjunction with with positioning what the candidate is wanting out of their career? It depends okay
2: you know we're employer retained, so we are understanding what our client is is looking to do what the what the short middle and long term objectives of the role are, and we're looking to match that up with the short, middle, and long-term objectives of the individuals that we're discussing it with. Sure. Okay, One of the things that, that we do to gather information is we do a lot of interviewing. I mentioned earlier we, we love talking to previous employees or senior leaders of organizations. That gives us really, really valuable real-time information. Okay. Sure. We look at, uh, we, we research uh, articles. Um, we use the web quite a bit. And we're looking for, for any information we can glean about an organization, about the people in the organization, about projects, about finances, anything that can help us give our client a competitive edge and help us overcome I- an issue. Got it. Okay. Remember, an issue is issues and, and reputation issues are unique to the individuals who are examining them for for some individuals it's it's a deal breaker things that they've heard for other individuals it's a challenge it's something that they want they want to be in an organization where there are some Situations or there's there's some problems. It's
1: very unique to the individual. Yeah, one of the things that we actually do at our firm is we we get a really good sense of what that person wants to gather out of their career, right? And how to translate it into what the the company's offering, right? So it's a good way of looking at it too. We're retaining the same way, but
2: right. um, And when we're working with the hiring managers of our clients, we're advising them as to what what this individual. Is looking to to accomplish, mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that we're that there's congruency there. Okay, oh, absolutely. If if it's if they're mutually exclusive goals, we don't even want to put the person into the process. Sure. So we're looking for you know eight out of ten uh, deal points to align, and that's the that's
1: the basis of a very good discussion and a very effective long term hire. Now, now have, you, have you had a situation where you've had a candidate that was pretty adamant about the fact that they weren't interested in the company, and after you've had discussions with them, you've been able to not convince them, so to speak, but at least change their mind a little bit to, the, to being open to, to at least talking to them? We've That's one of our trademarks of our firm. Um, we, I call it the,
2: the uh, ethical influence. Is the is the term I would use? And yes, we have been very successful in in bringing people to the table that had very negative things to. They had heard very negative things to say. For instance, in that that situation that I talked about earlier, um, we were able to turn that around uh, with with two of the four projects that we were working on at that point. We were able to turn two of those into finalized hires. That's cr- Okay. Great work. So that's That's, if we can we can hit fifty percent on a situation like that. I think we're 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 doing pretty well. And those individuals went on to have long. Actually, one of them is still with the organization as their regional uh, chief financial officer of the company. So
1: okay. We're just about out of time for today's show. Tom, thanks for sharing all this information with us. Um, I'm sure there're quite a few listeners out there who are desperately in need of your service. What is the best way for them to get in touch with you?
2: The best way to reach me is either via telephone. I'm an I'm an old school guy. I still use the telephone. That number is 760-944-0285. That's my direct dial at my office in Laguna Hills. You can also reach me on the web at Tom, T-O-M, at NewportSearch.com. One word, NewportSearch.com. You can visit us on the web at www.NewportSearch.com. And um, thank you for having me on the show today, Rick.
1: Absolutely. And I want to thank you, Tom Chaparro, for uh, taking the time out of your busy day to uh, share such detailed and creative ideas with us today. Thanks for turning down to everybody, and a quick shout out to our engineer Paul Roberts, our producers Joan Park and Shanti Ryle, and our executive producer Kim Iverson. Uh, do tune in next week as we aim to have another great show for you. I'm Rick Gerard, and this was Higher Power Radio Show. Thank Aloha. you for listening
0: to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio.